Well, Caroline's yawning. Oh, I'm so, so sorry. <laughs> terrible yawning as the countdown hit one. <laughs> so terrible news. We are too tired to banter. And well, also- we're too tired to banter, and also we have way too many books to talk about. That that's where I'm really getting at. Um, we're for, like we're forbidding ourselves from getting off topic. We're gonna really try because we haven't done a TBR Tuesday. Because we did our Valentine's one, mm-hmm. but we haven't done like an official wrap up one since January, and it's been a full month. And we yeah. both read a lot of books. Yeah, I so. have read more books this month mm-hmm. than I did in January, which is ironic given that February is the shortest month. Yeah, Unclear you're what's just like packing them there. in there. I am, especially <laughs> like the past three days. I yeah. don't know what's going every on. time your story update. I'm like, oh, another one. <laughs> I did several of them have been novellas. To be yeah. fair. Um, but still, that's yeah. a lot of hedgehog novellas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There were a lot of hedgehog novellas. Um, to each their okay. own. Okay. Well, so it's I'm at least going to limit myself only to books that I recommend. Yes. And I reread a lot of series yeah. for reasons. So I'll just like briefly talk about the series as a whole, but not mm-hmm. individual books because, again, <laughs> I don't want this to be endless. Mm hmm. And there and, are some that we're going to do full episodes on. So yes. like, we will touch on, but not go mm-hmm. into. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Do you want to, are we doing this chronologically or do you want to start with contemporaries? Yeah, yeah I've got I've got it chronologically, which okay. is probably best. So I don't forget anything. That's, that's fair. Um, but before we do, hello. Hi. Welcome to Romance or TVR. Welcome. I am Hannah. And I'm Caroline. I was um, like, did she forget her name now this time? Because I forgot my name last time. <laughs> that was relatable. No. One of us has to be the spirit of the podcast. Um, oh, I'll be the horny ghost. <laughs> You'll throw yourself on that grenade? I will. If you must. It'll be hard, uh, but I'll It's get a dirty it. job, but somebody's got to do it. Uh, <laughs> no bantering, Hannah. <laughs> we have too many books. Okay, we can do this. Yes. The first series I'm going to talk about that Caroline also read book one for her book club is the Gilded Age Heiresses series by Harper St. George. Now, I read, reread the first three books in anticipation of the fourth book, The Duchess Takes a Husband, which was um, Camille and someone. <laughs> I'm like looking at my wall, I'm like, I don't know. Um, I'll, I'll, I won't. So I won't name it because Caroline hasn't she ah. she hasn't read the other one. So it, it'll okay. be a little bit of a spoiler. So someone it oh. is. Um, I thought you just couldn't remember. Well, yeah, I couldn't, but <laughs> <laughs> it's Okay. It, I'm I'm spinning that. Your brain um, is doing you a favor. Yeah. Truly, I don't like there's nothing there. That's fair. Johnny. <laughs> it's I a man. It's he doesn't man. need a name. He's hot. He's real hot. Go him. There's a great matters. mirror scene. Um, so in that series, obviously, um, it starts off with um, Camille getting an arranged marriage to a duke. He's horrible. Um, and then that kind of like spirals into um, – so the what's the first sister? So there's uh, – August. August and someone. <laughs> Her younger sister. I... Violet? I think it's Violet. No. Maybe. Ah, this that is sounds off, right. This is off to a marvelous start because her, her <laughs> book's my favorite. What is this? Yeah, Violet. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Okay. 
so violet her book's my favorite um that's the devil and the heiress um yeah so good every time i hear a cruel summer by taylor swift um he looks up grinning like a devil is this book because he was like eating her out and he like looked up and then she was like and grinned at her like a like a devil <laughs> like a devil <laughs> well it's in the title <laughs> um that's a really fun road trip one um that i definitely mm-hmm. forgot in our road trip episode so shame um and then book three was also really good and then book four like i said that's the one that hasn't come out yet that comes out in uh may 23rd so sometime mm-hmm. um but i'm excited for you to read that series because yes. in my opinion they only get better or I, I mean technically book two is my favorite but like they're all very good mm-hmm. um you have any notes, I guess, on the book one that you read? Yeah, I just read book one with, I almost said romance or TBR. <laughs> nope. Rip your own bodice. She's got it. Also, uh, well, I guess ours is here. Three words instead of four. Whatever. <laughs> I have a fable book club. Hannah's in mm-hmm. it. You I can sure join am. it. I have the link to it in my whatever like link tree type mm-hmm. situation. You know. You know. There's it's a also- link that- Goes Caroline's, to a bunch of other links. like, our links are linked in our Instagram link. Yeah. Link, <laughs> so. link, link. Um, you'll find it. I believe yeah, in you your will. ability to sleuth out this link. You know what I can um, fucking do? I can put it in the show notes. Oh, my God. We have show notes. <laughs> yeah. Those are so helpful. I know. As evidenced by last week's episode. There were so many. Oh, yeah, I, I hope, hope you, you actually check our show <laughs> I notes. I really do. Because... Sometimes the most unhinged things have to be included. Anyway, we read The Heiress Gives a Duke for February. It was good. Mm -hmm. I mean, I ended up giving it like four stars. Um, It was interesting seeing other people's thoughts because some people were like really did not like August, which was not my problem. Um, I I thought she was fine. She wasn't like my favorite or anything. Yeah. um, Because that was. strong feelings there. That was like my first book of the month that I loved because um, mm-hmm. it was in book of the month in like 2021 um, and I read it and let me tell you if I'm being real, um, that's the first time I ever encountered like pre in a book <laughs> <laughs> and um, I was like, whoa, okay, <laughs> he's doing that in a library. <laughs> I was not I mean, prepared. they did do that in a library. Yeah. I was very new to the genre. I was like pretty new to like sure. sex and books in general. Um, so I thought it was like the hottest thing I ever read. I gave it five stars. I was like, wow, incendiary. I had like four peppers on my spice scale. <laughs> I Scales was going change for over it. time. They sure do. I was oh my god, I get random people liking ones from way back when, and I'm like, that is not accurate. Please don't take that into consideration. Um, and then I reread it just recently, and while it was still good, and I rounded up to four. I gave it a three and a half this time, um, just yeah. because I've I know what's coming, and I know that I like all of the other ones better. This one does like That's good, fair. like it lays the groundwork well for the rest yeah. of the series. Um, but their parents really piss me off, and while or her parents, I guess, um, and they don't necessarily get better, but like they take a little bit less shit going forward. I think that was my, it just took like a little too long because by the end I was like, girl, you get to marry this dude that you're already into. You made out with him after he was like half naked brawling with the dude. Like, like this is a man that you're already in love with. And he's taken the time to show you that like, 
he actually needs the money for like important that like yeah. he's not just like a guy who wants to go gamble all her money away yeah. he's like hey i have like thousands of people depending on me for their livelihood and i have all this debt that i am not responsible mm-hmm. for uh occurring or incurring but like i have to now and, pay these debts and spoiler i believe it was kind of like a miracle save because then he gets does, didn't he like find that his father had like um mines or yeah, something he, yeah somebody was that like his um steward was was like stealing from him yeah so then once he didn't end up needing her money then that was yeah. then she was like okay i mean not it was it wasn't as simple as that um sometimes but, yeah I, I do love to see an ending where someone doesn't always get like that easy fix because a lot of times mm-hmm. you know a character will have like um, reservations about marrying someone of the upper class and then they'll miraculously be someone of the higher class like in uh, seduce me at sunrise mm-hmm. right um because kev yeah escalated Surprise, classes yeah and then he felt a little bit better and then they got married like things like that happen and it's not like angering angering um sometimes it just feels a little bit too easy um, it's a little deus ex machina it's yes. a little like uh... yeah that doesn't so. feel like you didn't have to make the hard choice. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that they get better. Um, yeah. I mean, and, it's good. I yeah. would recommend that even if yeah. like just that book, not mm-hmm. just like the whole series. Um, you know, it. we did the thing where we talked way too long. I know. I know. But the, to be fair, you had a book club about it. So if this people are in that. It's and relevant. This, we're it's relevant. relevant. Yeah. Um, so maybe once Caroline reads the entire series, we'll do a full episode on that because clearly we have words um then yeah you can go um the first book that i finished in february was a contemporary Mm. i am it it is uh i read the arc of happy place by emily henry i am so cute the thing about you is that there's sometimes where i can be like oh you would really hate this Mm -hmm. like the grace burrows that i read also this month but we we talked about it in the valentine's day so i don't need to um, there's sometimes I'll read and I'll go, ooh, Hannah will not like this. Or sometimes, like with Tell Me a Twilight, where I read and I yes. go, wow, Hannah's going to love this. And then there's sometimes that I read a book and I go, you know, I have no idea. <laughs> I'll read it. You're going to have – I feel like you're going to have strong feelings. Feelings, yeah. I have no idea which way so, they're going to go. You might despise this book. That's fun for me. So um, <laughs> our, fr- our friend Susanna reads on Twitter, Instagram – so we have we've had multiple conversations about Emily Henry. Um, her favorite book before this was Beach Read, which was also my favorite book. And she says that this one's better than Beach Read in her opinion. And um, and so I do trust her on that um, okay. because people we meet on vacation, like I think that's maybe my least favorite because I like I liked Book Lovers to an extent. And oh, I thought what? you didn't like Book Lovers. I didn't, but I think I would rather reread that than People We Meet on Vacation. Because, okay. like, Book Lovers wasn't a bad book. The expectations I had were just different from what I got in that okay. sense. But, like, I still think it was, like, a – like, my review is, like, you know, I don't think this is a bad book. But it It just wasn't what you wanted. Yeah. Um, but People We Meet on Vacation, I probably wouldn't reread that one. Um, funnily enough, that's going to be a movie, which I probably will see. Um but I did really like Beach Read. And so hopefully this kind of is like a good indicator. I don't quite know. I will um, be very curious to see. That's fascinating. Like, the thing about this one is that it's dual timeline. 
it does the same do thing that people eat on like vacation that. does, <laughs> where it alternates chapters, where mm-hmm. it goes back to like the beginning of their relationship. So you get to see the milestones in their relationship as it progresses and where they're at now. I will be very curious to see. Mm-hmm. I mean, out of that. on a personal note, I want to love it because I love the pink cover. <laughs> so I'll be sad if I don't. Well, so for context, I love um, Emily. I mean, well, I haven't read her like young adult books, but uh, yeah. her adult books I have loved and given five stars to all of them so far, including mm-hmm. Happy Place. Um, I think, like, I still consider Beach Read a romance. I think it lives in that gray area yeah. between romance and relationship mm-hmm. fiction where, like, you can kind of fall on either side of the fence. Happy Place, I think, lives more in the gray area than Beach Read Oh, really? Does, which is interesting because so it it is spending so much time with Harriet and Wynne mm-hmm. because again you have the dual timelines where you're seeing their relationship develop and they're doing the fake relationship mm-hmm. um, or pretending to still be together so like they're together a lot of the book but they're also with their friends for most of the book yeah um and like this is the first I mean there are like side characters that are important in the other books but this is the first one I've read that like they're not just like side character like they're, they're like, there the mm, whole time they're gotcha. very important to the plot and a lot of the book is about like the friend group like all of their relationships with each other oh like a so, major like, theme of the almost. book is like how you handle a relationship changing that you've had for like 10 plus years and how like all of these people are growing up and going in different directions and changing as people and some of them are really trying to hang on to the relationships that they had like in college yeah um and like how do you adjust your relationships with people as the years pass without completely losing Mm -hmm. them i thought it was really interesting and well done um i however also have like friends who really hated this book and i yeah, and you can I can see, see why. valid criticism of it. Yeah. So, like, I, I understand why some people are not going to like this book. I personally really enjoyed it. My other thing about this, though, is that a lot of <laughs> – this is petty. A lot of, like, not my friends but just random mm-hmm. reviews I've seen of this book are people mad that it is, like, very dark because they're like, look at the cover. It's called Happy Place. Why is it sad? Well, they've read Beach Read, haven't they? That was my exact. I was like, have you ever read any of Emily Henry's books? Because even the lightest of them is probably people yeah. we meet on vacation. And even that one's like yeah. pretty heavy at times. Like I mm-hmm. cried reading that book. So unless you've never read Emily Henry or heard about her, I don't know why you're surprised. This one, I do think like it's the first one I didn't cry while I was reading yeah, it. Yeah, you told me that. But like tonally the entire thing is very dark and kind of somber there's like Mm -hmm. funny moments but for the most part the whole thing has a darker tone than i think even beach read has Mm -hmm. um so like it is dark and i'll admit the cover doesn't match it necessarily yeah well the title i think is funny that people are like this isn't a happy book at all because like Like, i saw the title happy place and was like oh that's the title happy place indicates that it's not a happy book to me well i mean because you've heard taylor swift's happiness you've heard of the show the good place and it's well, I think you it's know more just, like like if i'm calling a book happy place it's because i'm like longing for a happy place or searching mm. for a happy place it's not because i'm in the happy you know yeah. what i mean like i don't know it didn't surprise i just think there's a little critical thinking there's a little critical <laughs> thinking that can happen um that maybe doesn't happen um like i understand the issues with beach read of people because i mean i too was like what 
I mean, like they were there was like a mm-hmm. beach there, um, but like, was I angry about it? No. Um, yeah. But I could well, see people also, being like, a lot of the book are the like friends going out and having a good time and like having mm-hmm. their last hurrah in this place. Like, it's not mm-hmm. all depressing. I yeah, know. I'm. I'll be intrigued to see because dual timelines aren't really my jazz. Um, especially oh, and depending- well, that's the other thing. I think it's interesting you said Susanna said if you like this is good if she like beach read because yeah. from what i can tell i'm always fascinated to see like if somebody doesn't like all of emily henry's books which mm-hmm. are the ones that she does versus doesn't um because usually not always i see people like beach read and book lovers but not people we meet on vacation yeah or people we meet on vacation is their absolute favorite and they don't love the other two yeah so see usually. Susanna's the first one she loved she loved book lovers too and so i so far have seen i think people who like people we meet on vacation will also like this one oh. because it's a very similar structure Setup. in terms yeah. of like going back and forth and seeing their relationship develop and then the second mm-hmm. chance in the present which people we meet on vacation is friends to lovers not but it's kind of second chance yeah um like they were never together but they played around with it they mm-hmm. got close um and it's like second chance in that she's trying to get back to having a friendship with him mm-hmm. that felt very similar to me um interesting but we shall see i think i'm just gonna wait until the audiobook um that's available for me just because like i have i'm drowning in arcs on neck alley that's fair i have made mistakes in my life and that's requesting what i have they're all they all look so good but god knows (laughs) i don't i don't have the time because then avon came through myself (laughs) Well, because then yeah. the Avon came through, so I got the mm-hmm. new Megan Frampton, and then we both got the Eva Lay. Because <laughs> I, I'd already had the Eva Lay because she had sent it to me because I had done the cover reveal. But like, I don't prioritize ones that aren't on Nut Galley just because of stupid ratio and whatnot. Um, but then once I got it, I was like, okay, I can stop edging this. And also the strike ended, so then I was like, okay, it's it's go time. And then people were starting yeah. to read it, so I was like, okay, I want to know because before yeah. that, no one else had really read it. Um, yeah. and so and I now could, so, more people, are yeah, and then. We'll talk more about it, but God fucking damn. Um, did you, you – so you talk – okay. I was like, did you talk about your book? It was Happy Place. We Happy got Place, yes, yes, which I loved, but I totally see – I think it's going to be her most contentious book so far. That's what I've seen in reviews um, and other people kind of having that thought. Um, and it's funny because, like, for you, I just normally know when you won't love a book as much as I will, um, mm. which is fun because <laughs> it's like – I feel like you're, you're pretty easy – not easy to please, but, like, you – no, but take, I. Well, t- it would take a lot for you to not like a book. Yeah. Um. So like with One Duke Down by Anna Bennett, like I know every moment where it worked like perfectly for me, but I could see where it's like a four star for you, and like why yeah. it's like a five star for me. I'm um, easier to please. Well, I'm harder to displease, but I think I'm also harder to like to grasp on really something and like make it like, your. Yeah. 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 I, I have a lot accurate. of like three, well, especially a lot of four star reads. It's yeah. harder to get me over that edge to a five. Well, and, and you don't do half or a quarter stars. And so I don't. Um, you're brave for that. I admire you because I just can't. It's just too many choices for I me. Know. I get I know. overwhelmed. I need just like the easy five. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was a tangent, but that's how I like view books for you. So, like, I mean, that's I knew fine. you would love the Evil A one. I mean, you're a living, breathing Caroline that I know. So, like, <laughs> What? I, knew, I knew you would like it like there's no way you wouldn't like that book so well that's true that. um yes do you want to go 
Yes. Uh, so the next one I had is a historical romance by Teresa Medeiros. We read her um, around Halloween for another book club, um, whatever that that vampire like book was. Those two uh, after um, after midnight, midnight or after dark. Yeah, after, I think it's after midnight. There- I know after the midnight other one is, is the vampire who loved me. Yeah, after midnight, I think is the blue one, and that's book one. Um, so I really liked her writing in those two books. Mm-hmm. Um, she really surprised us. Um, so then I read A Kiss to Remember, which was published in um, 2008. It's amnesia. There was no way I wasn't gonna like this one. Um, <laughs> it was so fun. It was like Sleeping Beauty, Snow White esque. Like there was definitely like the fairy tale element to it. Um, it's in the Once Upon a Time series, so mm. it's kind of like the Eloisa James fairy tale series. Um, basically, he is a is he a duke? Yeah, I think so. We're we're gonna say he's a duke. Um, he's riding to a property that he owns, um, and his mother had lived there things happened in his past you get in the first like prologue i guess um he doesn't talk to his mom he's been in london for his entire life um she had died and she had taken in um i believe it's uh the the heroine and then like her two siblings um and so she had like lived there with his mom um he didn't know who she was or at all or anything um she doesn't know what he looks like um so she wrote to him um saying that his mom had died and she was like i can't believe you didn't come back like she's been asking for you um so she's like very angry at him and then he is like i'm just gonna come take your house because i'm kind of pissed off at you now because you made me Uh angry um and so he gets bucked off of his horse um, as you do do. when Uh, you're a terrible person (laughs) in romance and you need to reform and you you get a head injury You get a head injury. You have and... to forget that you're a terrible person. <laughs> exactly. And so um, she finds – she, like, wishes um, on, like, a star or something for her hero because there's a clause from the mother in her will that if she marries before her, like, 25th birthday or something, she'll get to keep the house. Um, obviously, she really had no legal claims to do that because it's his, but she was <laughs> open. Um, so she, like – wished upon a star and was like please send me a handsome husband because she had some standards people had proposed she didn't want them because the town was small and they she were said, old. ugly <laughs> she really did she really did um and so she stumbles upon him in the woods and she's like oh my god he's really hot what if i like what if he's the sign so then to wake him up she gives him a little smooch and she realizes and he wakes up and he's well, like <laughs> and he's like he's like who are you and who am i and she's like this is perfect you're my fiance <laughs> so, then, so then she takes him back because his horse can you imagine uh, finding a hot guy in the woods who is like wait sorry who am i and she your made every immediate decision. response is perfect a blank <laughs> slate for me to work with she made every decision that i would make <laughs> She was happy he was hot. She was happy that she had him now. <laughs> like, she was like, he's mine. Um, so, honestly, she was just a relatable queen. Um, so, she brings him back and she tells her siblings, um, this is my new fiance and we're going to do this because we need to keep the house. And there's obviously, like, the meddling, like, house staff. 
um, the her one sister, her younger sister, is trying to kill him throughout the entire book because she doesn't want her sister to get married. Um, so obviously, your response is to kill the yes. fiance. Oh yeah, no, she's poison pushing things off. <laughs> high thing like pushing gargoyles off of churches like this seems like a reasonable response (laughs) so she's in her murder plot um she reads a lot of gothic romances and novels i love a gothic Uh, murder ballad (laughs) it really is and then the younger brother is like really warring with not wanting to like him but also wanting that like father figure um so it was just a really sweet dynamic because this man wakes up and once he's in the house, he's like, this is familiar because it used to be his house. But then he's also like, I have no – like, it must be familiar because I was your fiancé and I lived here with you. Um, and his main thing is that he's horny. He's, sure. like, real hot for her. And he's like, you're telling me that I didn't have sex with you? Like, you're telling me that, like, I've only, like, pecked you on the cheek? Like, you're telling me that, like, I haven't done anything? <laughs> he's like – He said, I have no memory who I <laughs> who I am. But that doesn't sound right. Because <laughs> she was like, yeah, we're waiting till marriage, like, a- as they would back then. And she's like, we, you didn't, you were, you were respectful and you didn't want to, like, take anything too far. And he's like, that doesn't sound like me. I don't know who I am, but that doesn't feel right. <laughs> and so that was also really funny about him just being like, why wouldn't I? Like, you are so hot. So then he's, like, angry at himself for, like, because um, like, he had, they had said he, like, went off, I don't know, to war. Um, cause I think he'd also went to war like in his real life. Um, so then he was like, I left you. I was selfish. And obviously none of this ever happened. Um, and it works out. It was really good. It, there's no audiobook, So I had to get the ebook from my library. Um, but God damn, I we've talked again. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> but yeah, there you uh, have it. A Kiss to Remember, I highly recommend for a bonkers time and hijinks caused by children and staff. And just a heroine who's like, takes the Tom Severin to Ariana Grande to um, Harry Rutledge or whatever pipeline because she said she wanted it and she got it. So there's that. I respect that. Me too. Me too. I am going to like speed through the few mm-hmm. contemporaries that I want to mention because I don't I really feel too. like I need to go into detail on yeah. them, but I want to mention yeah. them. Um, you didn't like this one as much. Do you take this man by Denise Williams? I, I really not. enjoyed. Um, I, I ended up like giving it four stars. He did not bother me. I did you end up going through with the audiobook or was that when you started I, and couldn't stand? I couldn't. I got halfway through, realized that I was not judging it fairly because I hate um teddy hamilton i wonder if you had stopped see i I don't hate his voice i i don't like him um but i loved the the female narrator i was like Mm -hmm. she's awesome and then teddy hamilton made her sound like very young and it just i'm i'm not a huge fan of dual narrated audiobooks in general um so i had the arc too so i read that um and it it got better um for me but it still wasn't my favorite denise williams i this also wasn't my i mean i i prefer the fastest way to fall by denise williams i like book one how to fail at flirting but i do think if you like like a steamy enemies to lovers contemporary Mm -hmm. this has the fun i love like a wedding planner i love the wedding vibes romance i I think that was fun um i really enjoy denise williams writing yes generally so but yeah i didn't hate it to me, it was like three or three and a half that I rounded down. So it wasn't bad. Um, just not the hero type that I liked. That's fair. 
Well, yeah. I had a good time. And now I've talked too long about this one. We're speeding. We're going quickly. The Audible original Coming Home by Kennedy Ryan. one that I have. Um, It's a novella. So, like, uh, the other Kennedy Ryan that I've read has been very, like, deep and emotional and wonderful. Um, But, yes, very, very long. Mm -hmm. This one, because it was short, it's a novella. So, you can't get the same amount of emotional depth. But I do think Mm -hmm. it was, like, cute and sweet. And, like, it gave me what I wanted in a novella. It was just, like, a little shot of second chance. it had like the little marching band at the end with the grand gesture, which mm-hmm. I thought was cute. Um, I, on my dual no- narrator's notes, I really loved these two. I thought they worked very well. Their voices these are, worked perfectly I think together. Other Kennedy um, Ryan too, and she yeah. loves them because um, my thing with dual narrator is that a lot of times the female narrators can nail a guy voice, but the guys have a harder time making the women sound mature and not like. A teenager um that's just the thing that i have but i thought this guy was great no jacoby um, dm has done mm-hmm. i think it's him right um, it is yeah i'm looking at goodreads and then and uh, he's Wesley done other yeah he's done other um kennedy ryan i think i think they both did i think those are the narrators for before i let go although don't quote me on that i just think mm-hmm. um and kennedy ryan has said how much she loves them but jacoby dm he has a fine voice and he yes. can do a, the other characters too yes. not just his um, I think I think he's the narrator or the male narrator for real also. Ooh. He has a glorious voice. Um <sighs> so that I mean, one I, was like Yeah. I think Audible can knock it out of the park with narrators. Obviously they should because these are exclusively on Audible. Um yeah. so I'm always happy with the production. Um, yeah. really. And typically for me, I think the sign that a novella is going to actually be good and give me what I want is that the characters already know each other at the start. Yes. Um, if we're meeting for the I... first time, we yeah. don't have time. Usually. Sometimes yes. I am proven wrong. Um, but this one, because it's a second chance, they've known each other for years and they're just like mm-hmm. meeting again after a long time. And I thought it was really sweet. One that did uh, The Strangers really well, you also just read it. Uh, a Walk in the Park right by Rebecca Weatherspoon. Yeah, I did just read that mm-hmm. today, actually. Yeah, I saw it on your uh, story and I was like, hey, hey, we can talk about that. Um, they <laughs> Also went Audible and- original. <laughs> yes, they went and adopted the same dog because someone sabotaged the, um, the dog shelter. or the, the shelter because they had some beef with another shelter. <laughs> um, so they like messed up all the adoption things and sent like, congratulations, you got approved to like double the people um and so they decided to like co-parent this dog <laughs> and i thought it was really cute yeah well that one worked because they, they weren't like in love at the end of the well they were at the end of the epilogue but at the yeah. end of just like the yeah they were just starting out which i thought was really unique yeah i didn't need like a grand declaration Mm-mm. it was just like them getting to know each other and openly like acknowledging very quickly like we're attracted to each other what are we gonna do about that mm-hmm. like they're both out of relationships recent and they just it was like very sweet they get to know mm-hmm. each other and then by the end they've decided to start seeing each other but yeah. it's not like they weren't like married super quick like oh we're in love now yeah. which i think a lot of novellas when they just meet tend mm-hmm. to jump to like they have to be together forever now and i'm like no you're yeah. not gonna get me to believe that in a three hour yeah. audible thing yeah, especially um, contemporary historical yeah. i can suspend yeah more even then though i'm like I'm I'm a lot easier to please with a novella. Um, well, yeah. I don't I have – I don't have, like – if it's if it, like, works for me, I don't need it to do too much. Um, but I thought – and, again, that one, too, was really well narrated. And he was, mm-hmm. like, a – was he a – Comic book? Comic book, Illustrator. yeah. Because he was, like, a little celebrity. Um, mm-hmm. 
it was just really fun. And yes. it was cuddly and puppies. Twas. They had their little Instagram. So that one was cute. Yes. Um the other I think the only contemporary the other only ugh, only other contemporary that I would recommend that I read is uh Devon and Chris Plan a Wedding mm-hmm. by Chancia C. Higgins. Um, which is a black sapphic contemporary um they are both on this reality show uh, where they are paired up and have to con they have to plan a wedding in six weeks and convince their friends and family and everyone that this is their fiance Mm -hmm. um and to win the show they have to like actually make it to the altar and have convinced everyone that they are getting married to this person um but of course they fall in love. The entire part is that uh, in the history of the show, when you make it to the altar, either you can get married or you can choose the however many thousands of dollars. And oh. no one in the history of the show has ever chosen to get married instead of take the money. Um, and so mm. one of the heroines wants, number one, to be the first one to get married, but also she's going on the show like to find love, whereas the other heroine is using it to come out to her family. Oh. Um. So it's, yeah, it's fairly intense. There's some, like bigotry emotional drama Mm -hmm. being raised in religious spheres etc but it it didn't feel super heavy um it like it was balanced very nicely by the like fun reality show vibes Mm -hmm. which i don't love reality tv settings yeah this one worked for me because it was just an interesting like frame for the fake relationship i thought um it was like a very unique voice which i enjoyed um it was really sweet. Like, you get to the end and you're like, wow, I just love that for y'all. That's so cute. Um, and the audiobook was really great for that one, too. So. Nice. One second. I'm going to go. No, go. Because I have okay, okay. multiple, so I don't want to, like, talk for, like, hours in a row. Um, okay, that's fair. <laughs> my next one is The Neighbor Favor by Christina Forrest. Um, okay. Very simply, um, it's a new release from Berkeley, and she had – been emailing her favorite um like fantasy author and he had been emailing her back and then he ghosts her and then um he moves into the apartment next door to her um so it's kind of like a not really you've got mail because i don't he doesn't like run her out of business or anything um but like you've got the uh epistolary um element and then um, she needs a date to a wedding and she's like, hey, do you want to do that? And he's like, no, because <laughs> he knows like he finds out. Um, so he's like, I think it's just best if we're friends. And she's like, OK, fine. So can you help me find a date to this wedding? Um, and then the rest of it is just um, that's the favor. And I honestly didn't care about that part. Like that was like my least interesting part because all it was was them just being fucking cute together. He like took her to Barnes and Noble, bought her books, knew what books to buy her. It was just really cute. Um, and the audiobook was really good. So. Yeah, and it was, again, dual narrated, but I really liked the um, production of it. Um, and I just think it's, like, hot. You have a favorite neighbor, and then you, like, bang him. Yeah. Or favorite, not favorite neighbor, a favorite author. That's what I meant. Oh. Um, also, I mean, yeah. favorite neighbor, too. I mean, twofold. Kill two birds with one stone. Um, but, yeah, I really liked that one. And back to you like, oh i mean news. you can do more if you want to oh um i guess the next one i'll just mention was what the hex by alexis daria it's another audible original or yeah audible original yeah. audible original audiobook i think it's also an ebook somewhere else um that one again 
her sister was getting married to um, a demon, I think. Sure. And Classic. so she comes back to her hometown and um, basically just like reunites with, I think it's her, they weren't dating in high school. I think it was like an enemy situation. Um, and the reason I gave this one five stars is because it had the line, I'm going to make your pussy my familiar. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah. That's fair. Um, <laughs> it was, I would, it was, I think, laugh in a man's face if he said that to me. But it, we, they were trying to be funny. It was like, a, oh, okay. They were trying to be like over, like, it was got it meant to be funny. Understood. Yeah. No, he wasn't being serious, but I took it seriously as seriously hot. Um, it was just, it was fun. It, it felt like a sexy Scooby Doo episode. <laughs> like, oh. the, the way the, the way they found the villain and the way, like, everything okay. happened it just felt like like a, a witch is like a i don't know it felt kind of like a scooby-doo episode but obviously like n- no talking dog and um there's just two and of sex them. and and sex um short steamy i had a good time it doesn't have the best reviews but i liked it and back to you well there you have it um <laughs> the other contemporary that i forgot to mention was I I mentioned it I think in our last episode, but uh, all the right mm-hmm. notes by Dominic Lim, um, yes. which uh, has been it's like it was read now on NetGalley and is up for request and all that. So I feel better talking about it now that mm. other people have gotcha. had more of an opportunity to read it. Um, but it is standard disclaimer a forever title, uh, and I work for forever, but all opinions are my own. Um, anyway, this is a queer. Male male romance between uh, uh, Filipino and Japanese American leads. It's I think it's also dual timeline actually because it's mm-hmm. it's not like technically a second chance they were never together as kids, um, but it is kind of that similar to like people we meet on vacation where like they were really yeah. close and something maybe was starting to happen but then something dun 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 happened in the past. And they have not spoken since. Um, but now, one of them uh, is... Uh, he's, like, an aspiring composer living in New York City, playing at, like, a piano bar. Um, and he was... His dad is, like, his high school's choir teacher, so he was, like, mm. the piano accompanist for the choir. Um, and the other one was a, a jock who joined the choir senior That's year, fun. and he had to, like, help him sing love me and some glee solos and everything um and now the the love interest emmett is like a big time action movie star yes i remember that and i think keto is how you say um the other character's name q-u-i-t-o i think it's keto uh although i'm so sorry if i'm mispronouncing it he uh gets a call from his dad and his dad is like i've decided to retire and i'm gonna throw a big uh like benefit concert mm-hmm. um and i've already told everyone because you're still best friends with Emmett, right i've already told everyone that he's gonna come <laughs> sing at the concert so i need you to ask him to come sing at the concert and keto who has not spoken to Emmett in years is like cool 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 cool. yeah i can do that and he just happens to be in new york city right now so let's just go to snl where he's hosting and try to get in touch so it's going back and forth between like them as kids yeah. And them now as he's trying to get him to 
like, well, not trying to. Emmett's a great guy. So he's like, yeah, of course I will. But there's, mm-hmm. like, drama. Um, there's, like, like, trying hand to. Hand motion drama. <laughs> hand motions drama. <laughs> um, it is very musical theatery. It is very sweet. It is a little bit. It's more on the, that, like, Emily Henry side of, like, in that gray mm-hmm. area with, like, relationship fiction. Um, because mm-hmm. it is, like, first person, very heavily focused on gotcha. Keto. Um, But it is technically a romance pretty low steam i would say but like very sweet um i oh that's why i mentioned in the last episode because at the end i sobbed myself sick yes you did um you're having hot girl cries hot girl cries um and now i've talked too long about this one also but it's very good and it comes out in june relatable um so i've got two worlds gloss over um forget me not i read julie soto you already read this you (laughs) talked about it a long time ago yeah, a million was, years ago. I don't know what episode, but. but if you know, listener, good for you. We don't know. Um, that's also, like I said, dual timeline. Um, not my favorite book, but I had a really good time still. Um, but yeah, I thought it was it was very interesting. Um, the writing style was definitely new to me. I don't know if like it stemmed from her being a fanfic author. Um, not the book itself, but just like her writing style and how like things were laid out. Um, also, the sex was really good. Um Twice. I did get a little bit nervous about some of the dirt. I was like, go pee, girl. <laughs> go pee. Well, yeah, because this one is – she's a wedding planner and he's a florist. A florist. Yes. My, um, my favorite parts of the book were just, like, the wedding planning because um, I was a lead – I was a lead caterer um, for two summers. And so, like, I saw a lot of shit go down at weddings. Um, and so it just took me back. And, like, it just felt very, like, visceral and, like, well-written. Um, I mean, I was like, girl, you're getting yourself in over your head. You're redesigning an entire new venue. She was doing a lot. Risky. (laughs) Um, Also, that can go sit on a cactus. Well, I was like, I despise you, my ma'am. I mean, does get her comeuppance. She does. I was so fun. Spoiler, actually. The villain gets a comeuppance, and it was a great one. And I was like, ha ha ha. There's also. I so I love this book. Um, mm-hmm. It's like I think it was one of my favorite reads of last year. Um, it worked for me, you know. Mm-hmm. It was one of those. Um, also, again, standard disclaimer: it's forever. Yes. Uh, where was I going with this? Not a clue. Why did I bring this up? Oh, because I won't say what because that really kind of is a spoiler. But there's like the big climax at the end where like every everything is happening very quickly because something Mm -hmm. bad has happened at this wedding right you know what i'm talking about yeah and all all, like it's a high stakes like stressful we have to fix this situation Mm -hmm. and it was like i was flipping pages i was like oh my god oh my god this is so stressful and i love it so much and that man so fine oh what did i say some that was competence porn that was it was very fun um that's why i said like i really liked like the plot you know Mm -hmm. like i wasn't as invested in the relationship um i think i wanted a little bit more of them like talking to each other because this man didn't talk he's a silent brooding man he's a he's a silent brooding man honestly Um, i kind of respected it i respect i wanted him to like get a little bit angry sometimes rather than just like stomp off um I just I think miss- it was so funny that he said nothing so much of the time. <laughs> I do. It'd be I do like agree. having a conversation and he would just look <laughs> he at her. Just walks away. <laughs> He's like, okay. Um, Me so before yeah. I've had my coffee, actually. <laughs> I think this one's going to make a splash. So um, I, do too. I think that I am happy I read it. 
Um, and now I know what people are going to be talking about because I do think people are going to be talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I read The Love Wager by Lynn Painter. I liked it better than Mr. Wrong Number. Um, it was still like three and a half stars. Um, not my favorite. Um, a little bit spicier than Mr. Wrong Number. Um, but I liked the characters a little bit better. Um, that's again, they meet at a wedding. Um, she's a bartender and um, he was the best man. And then his girlfriend thinks that he was like cheating on her with the bartender because he's like, hey, I know you. And then they're like talking. Um, but it turns out that she had like sold him his engagement ring that he bought earlier in the day because she was like doing temp jobs. And then he like broke up with his girlfriend because she was like threw a drink in his face and thought he was cheating and all that. And then mm. they have a one night stand. Um, with girlfriend on board. Yeah. Once again. <laughs> Ariana Grande. <laughs> exactly. She's she's everywhere, guys. Um at least everywhere on this podcast. And I don't even listen to her. <laughs> like I truly am not a not a like I don't have anything against her, I guess, but like I don't listen to her. Um that's her impact, I guess. Truly is her impact. Mm. Um but then they have a one night stand and then they're just friends and um they go on like all these dates and text each other and i'm just like my main thing was like why aren't you guys together there's no reason you aren't together um nothing is standing in your way like quite literally nothing like you were already together and then you're just trying to because like her whole thing was like she didn't believe in like long-term commitment or like that and he did he like wanted a a heavier thing but normally in that kind of dynamic um the one character is like pushing the other towards Mm -hmm. love um, and they're like not doing anything about it. But she was also looking for a boyfriend. Like she was also looking for like commitment. So I was like, what? I don't know what I will say. Why is this man. every interaction I've had with like straight men in their 20s? That, you're well, like, he was, he was we're dating he, guys. Yeah. Well, he, he no, was. No, I'm just saying like that's no, 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 not, not uh, he's her in this situation. Yeah. Or, like, oh, you're yeah. Yeah. yeah no, you're exactly. going on dates and you're texting in your hand and yeah. it's like. Well, I don't want commitment. And it's like, we are literally but you already have committed. dating. If you just called yeah. me your girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. We wouldn't have to change anything. It's it's just the it's just men. That's all. It is. That's exactly um how she felt in this entire book. Cause she like didn't want like because he he fell first. Um, you know, I loved seeing him just down in the dumps about real being real bad for this girl. <laughs> Um, but yeah, she, um, was just like, if we take it any farther, I'm going to lose you as a friend. And I'm like, but you were also going to lose him as a friend if you turn him down like this, because it's just going to get awkward. Um, so yeah, that's generally not a trope that I enjoy too much, but the writing was fun. Um, again, we've talked so much. So sorry. It's fine. Um, my favorite, my favorite, um, of them was Pride and Protest by Nikki Payne, though. I loved that one. Mm. His name is Dorsey, not Darcy. Um, and she is Lisa. It's spelled like Liza, but um, Lisa. And it's, oh, I see. Liza with yeah. a Z. Not Lisa with yeah. an S, because Liza with a Z goes not. <laughs> yes. No? No. Okay. It's well, a Liza Minnelli bit. Oh. We'll link it. <laughs> Show notes. <laughs> Off to a bang and start. Um. I just love the sexual tension. Um, it was really fun because it wasn't um, like she was protesting his. It's if you've seen Two Weeks Notice with Hugh Grant and um, Sandra Bullock, um, she's like protesting one of his like big architectural developments that he's trying to knock down. 
um and then she like protests in front of it and then he takes her on as like a lawyer this is different than that mostly but i liked the she was against what he was doing um so he was trying to take low-income housing and make it into more of like a high-end situation but um she thinks he is a worker she's like here take these signs to go protest and he's like i'm gonna burn them because he like pretended to be (laughs) what she thought and then he burnt them and then she was like well shit um i don't know it was really fun and i can't wait for the next one which is like sex and sensibility or something um but there was like nap pods and they had to like hunker down during a snowstorm and share the same nap pod and he was so distressed (laughs) that he had an erection he was like please because she was asleep and he's like you have to move and she was like nuzzling her ass like into him and he's like for the love of god stop and she's like she's like what she's like what he's like uh she was like good and went back to bed there's not um, much that's like really good about having a a vagina, but <laughs> no, not having really visible arousal. Yeah, I am grateful. Yeah, I do agree. I have a note on arousal, but that'll that'll be a little bit later. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> Just romance your TBR things. <laughs> not dick down at twilight. <laughs> <laughs> That song has been stuck in my fucking head. I'm yeah, angry at you about that. It does. <laughs> so that. I can't. I can't sing it. No. I'm like, dick down, no. like, no. no. None of the lyrics to that song are appropriate to sing. No, no. Um, f- on two uh, fantasy notes, I read "Sweet Vengeance" by Viano Naimo. Um, basically, she summons the devil. She's like, "Hey, I want to murder the man who abused me. Let's make a deal." And he's like, "Let's do it." And they do it. And it was really cathartic. Um, There are a lot of trigger warnings. (laughs) Um, I'll list the um, author's website with all the trigger warnings because it's a very, I mean, the premise in itself is like she's getting revenge on her abuser. And there's a lot of different layers and things that happen to her friend and like a a lot of things. Um, So it's not a light read by any um, stretch of the words. But um, I do love Sweet Sweet Revenge. And um, a devil being called good boy multiple times during sex really worked for me. Um, I think he he was a virgin, too. He had never had sex. So (laughs) there's a lot going on here. There was so much because they like haunt him for a little while. Like they like go torture him by like showing up and then he like whisks, whisks her away. He like makes her invisible. They show up visible for like a second. He like crashes his car, does all this thing, like all this stuff. And then um, they, like, go back and have sex, and then it's a cycle. And then um, her whole thing is, like, I want you to let me kill him, but I want you to cover it up so it looks like he died naturally. Um, so it, it was what it was, and it worked. Um, and then the other one was just um, now your exes hexes. Nothing more to say. It was just a witchy romance, and he was a veterinarian. And I've had a thing for vets since Shit's Creek, so – you Thank it. you, Ted. Thank you. Ted. I also have two fantasy notes. Um, they are, however, not fantasy romance. They are just fantasy. Um, Bloodmarked. Mm, I don't think I mentioned this in another. Um, I didn't like it as much as Legendborn. It very mm. much is like the second book in a fantasy series where mm. like there's a lot of world building info dumping. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and a lot of like action sequences and traveling and introducing new characters. Um, it was also very, very long was my other thing. It was like a 22 hour audiobook, I think. And I was like, this Damn. probably could have been cut down a little. Um, however, it was good. Um, I'm really looking forward to, I think that's a trilogy. I, I assume that the third book will be the last one. Um, I really like that series. It, it's a holdover from my, back when I read a lot of, especially YA fantasy was when I mm-hmm. read Legendborn because that was when that one came out. So I don't really read a ton of fantasy anymore, but I do want to finish that series because it's really excellent. Um, so there's that one. And then I also read The Last Tale of the Flower Bride by mm, Roshini yeah. Shakshi, I believe is how you say her name. Um, well, it's not, it's kind of fantasy. It's like a gothic dark fairy tale psychological thriller is like the best way I can explain this book Mm -hmm. it's kind of like magical realism also you've got like a kind of haunted house that is its own character um the premise is that the uh the bridegroom is one character because it's dual pov the bridegroom is married to this woman um indigo who is very wealthy and owns this whole hotel and everything. And they have this kind of whirlwind romance. He's a professor very into like mythology and legends and folklore, et cetera. And she also is. So they have this whirlwind romance and she agrees to marry him, but he's not allowed to pry into her past. Mm -hmm. That's her rule. You're not allowed to do any prying. Um, But then her aunt is like on her deathbed, her aunt that raised her. So they go back to her house, the house of dreams and uh there's some mystery involving indigo's best friend who's been missing for years Mm -hmm. azure and azure is the other pov oh like in the past so it's this whole kind of like unwinding mystery with like the bridegroom pushing and trying to figure out what was going on but indigo's kind of scary because he's like prying into her past and we don't know like who or even what kind of she is there's a lot of like mythology and fairy tale references and things Mm -hmm. going on and then azure and indigo in the past um so it's uh, you know mystery unraveling it was spooky a little i was a fan i feel like if you're a romance reader i actually think you would really enjoy this mm-hmm. uh, like if you also like the kind of like psychological thrillery kind of things because there's some romantic elements in there i just have a lot of feelings because i'm like kind of obsessed with this book i also really loved the audiobook the male narrator is the same one that narrates we hunt the flame that duology and i really liked that narration nice the other thing the, the one thing about the narration is that it kind of gives away part of the twist and oh, if you I read the you. book, you'll know why. But yeah, but even though I had kind of guessed that, you don't know how it. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where you're like, "This has to be the solution," but I don't know how we possibly could get there. Mm-hmm. And even when it was revealed, I was like, "Wow, I really did not see that being the way that we got to the thing that I yeah. had predicted." So, like, five stars. Very much enjoyed. Um, I also just like love a fairy tale or a myth, and yes. This- Oh, it's also just gorgeous. It's like poetry turned prose. If you like Mexican Gothic, um, it had like kind of Invisible Life of Addie LaRue vibes. Mm, mm -hmm. Anyway, I talked too long again, but that book is really good. So we are are we are who we are. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, And just one YA note um, or maybe just a few. Uh, (laughs) Just one. (laughs) 
I read You Bet Your Heart by Danielle Parker. Um, that is the third uh, romance, YA romance that I've read by Joy Revolution, um, Nicola and David Yoon's imprint. Um, and God damn it, every book they have is a winner, I tell you, because it was highly or unfairly cute and highly suspicious, uh, Queen Bee, so Tally Hibbert, and then Queen Bee by Emily Howard, and then You Bet Your Heart by Danielle Parker. This one is pretty similar or like similar structure-ish to um, Highly Suspicious and Unfairly Cute. They're both like academic rivals. They both had childhood friendships with each other that fizzled and then one's back. Um, it was like a very, um, you know, it's a YA setup you see a lot. Um two academic rivals they're both um in the running for valedictorian and the one who wins um gets the thirty thousand dollars and he um doesn't show up to school all the time um he's not as meticulous as she is she didn't know that he was in the running so she was like um she was expecting to get it so then when she was like i am tied and i have to now fight for this uh she was understandably very angry um and so she was like, I deserve it. Like, I don't miss any school, all this stuff. And then obviously they both um, kind of reckon with, you know, the merits of the other one. Um, they make a they make a bet, basically why it's called You Bet Your Heart, um, that whoever scores the highest on two out of three assignments throughout the rest of the year, the other one will resign from the running. Um and then it kind of like gets derailed because then they like start they like get together and then like you know where it's going because you know what she did and you know what he did like you know where it's gonna all crash and burn um but overall it was really cute um i'm not gonna i don't need it okay we'll go to historical (laughs) oh no no we're not at historicals because we have to mention the two most bonkers things i read this month (laughs) (laughs) i forgot then we can go to historicals. However, first I do have America. to mention my not one but two hedgehog shifter novellas. I um only need, one of them was erotic. I need to get um you sent me a message that was so unhinged. <laughs> I don't know which one this was in reference. Let me talk to. about the the less unhinged, because I talked I texted you about the bonkers one. The less unhinged of the two is Cute But Prickly by Zoe Chant. This one is not erotic. It is closed door, actually. Um, But the premise of this, they're both shifters. Um, She's a hedgehog shifter, okay? But she was adopted, um, and this is not a a world where, like, shifters exist and everyone knows. This is a world where shifters are secret, so her adopted mother uh, doesn't know that she's a a shifter, so that's, like, part of the secret. Um, But she's going through this really bad, uh, awful breakup and ends up going to this, like, um, mountain resort thing with her mom instead of her now ex-fiance that the ex-fiance had booked um but when they get there it's in the middle of a snowstorm and they're up on this mountain and no one's there because it they canceled all the reservations and closed down for the season but they didn't know that so they get there Mm -hmm. in this empty cabin and the only person there is the uh like groundskeeper handyman type guy um who also is a shifter he shifts into a grisson which is like a, a ferret weasel type animal. Ooh, hot. Um, he is funny. He like pops his head around things. And once she knows what animal he is, she's like, oh, yeah, I see it. Anyway, he um, they're mates. So oh. they are like immediately enamored of each other. She doesn't know that mates are a thing. So he has to like kind of explain that to her. Um, 
And it's just like really, I, I ended up giving it four stars because it's genuinely so adorable. It's just like them hanging out, her mom being like, oh, this handsome man, like I see how he looks at you. They're like in this giant lodge that's closed down in the middle of a snowstorm, um, just like flirting and being romantic and being mates. And there's literally a seat because he's trying to like get her to shift because she lives Mm -hmm. in a city so she can't do it very often Mm. and he's like that's not good like you need to let your animal out like to play or whatever and so there's a scene where they go out in the snow and they both shift into their animals and they play in the snow together (laughs) and then they're just like in love it was adorable it was like unhinged but also so cute the other one the like deeply unhinged that like i can't even really recommend because it's like actually kind of problematic in some ways is hedging his bets and you you sent me um Mm -hmm. not only that he's a a leather wearing bad boy biker hero who um shifts into a hedgehog a a hedgehog yes a wear hedgehog um and you embarrassed by it (laughs) you texted me his plan that he carries out to try to get this woman to like him is to shift with his cousin, so they're both hedgehogs, fight so he's bloodied up a little, and get her to take him home because she adopts hedgehogs, naturally. Mm-hmm. Uh, but his plan goes awry when instead of taking him home, she takes him to the vet and he gets a thermometer up his ass. Yeah, he's really upset about it. <laughs> Which I t- yeah. He's, like, really displeased by the thermometer up his ass um, while he's in hedgehog form. So the premise of hedging his bets is... That they, they live in a world where, like, shifters are a normal thing. Mm-hmm. Not everyone is one, but, like, there's lots of wear or whatever. This book is so funny. Um, also, again, pretty problematic. There's some, like, gross fat phobia and gender essentialism type things. Well, mm-hmm. fat phobia, but the caveat being that she is a very, like, large, curvy, I would, I would say probably plus size. She used the term, like, I don't know, fluffy or something at one point. But, like, she's a, she's a big woman. Yeah. And she's not really self-conscious about it but at the same time assumes that he's into like stick thin women Mm. and meanwhile he's on the other end going oh these bimbo like thin women who assume i'd be into them i want something to hold on to right so it's like a little weird um yeah and also he's like weirdly macho man like uh, there's a lot of like random comments about like ah women know more about that and i'm like oh yeah family yeah sans tweeted it (laughs) because you're like huh uh was it zodiac or something no it was his cousin is the the other hedgehog shifter uh-huh. in town oh yeah that's um, first and second cousin. and he mentions that she's like some kind of distant cousin but he doesn't know what the exact relation is uh she probably does though because women know more about these things and i was like what as a woman whatever. i know nothing yeah I, whatever <laughs> the point is he's this like tattooed leather wearing biker um in a world where shifters are a thing and he laments at length about how other people get to be werebears and werewolves and wear cats and he had the terrible luck to be a were hedgehog so like <laughs> shifters have incredible strength and speed and stuff in their human form mm-hmm. so he uses that to his advantage but he basically doesn't shift if he can avoid it because he doesn't want anyone to know that he's a were hedgehog um but then he and then he's like super lusting over this woman who runs the bar who like secretly is lusting over him but in person is like oh you're so annoying blake like leave me alone right um and he just wants to have her um and so he fights with people in the bar all the time to like try to impress her but then he finds out that she has three hedgehogs like she loves hedgehogs and adopts them 
And so, yeah, that's his plan. He shifts into a hedgehog, gets his cousin to fight him, so he's bloodied up, waits under her car. She's like, oh my gosh, a little bloody hedgehog, let me take you home. Puts him on her chest, so he spends a lot of time burrowing into her boobs. In his hedgehog form, though. And she's like, weird. He's super into my boobs, whatever, he's a hedgehog. And then he's thinking, I don't really know what his plan is. Other than, I was like, like, is he just gonna shift when he's at her home? It's unclear. He wants to get her home, but they, she takes him to the vet. He gets a thermometer up the ass. It's not a great situation for him. She no. meets a hot vet while she's there who asks her out. So she takes him home. And then the vet shows up, I guess, that same day to take her out on a date for some reason. And she's like, here, can you hold this hedgehog um, while I get ready? And he's it, like pees on the guy because the guy is like slimy and saying weird shit yeah. about the girl. But he like bites his fingers and stuff. So she comes out and sees the vet throw the hedgehog across the room into a wall <laughs> and is like get out how could you blah 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 then they go to sleep and she naturally puts him on the pillow next to her because of course that's where you sleep with your little hedgehog and she like has a sex dream about him and is like moaning his name and stuff and he shifts back into human form because he thinks that she's awake oh. so there's also some like sexual assault in there because he thinks that she's awake and she's like why the would you like he's like making out with her not realizing that she's asleep and she's really upset about it and then she she kicks him out but then he gets in a horrible motorcycle accident and almost dies and then he continues to lie to her so like i don't really understand how they ended up together basically it's not good but it is one of the funniest things i've ever read what's the time to be alive it's deeply unhinged i highly recommend even if you don't want to pay the like i think it's 3.99 to buy this uh, novella and experience this kind of problematic unhinged ex- uh, um, piece uh-huh. of literature even if you don't want to do that i would recommend reading the goodreads review that we absolutely will be linking because <laughs> it is actually funnier than the book i had a good time going through that on twitter um i i, I talked for way too long about this but i really think That's that okay. we needed That's to okay. discuss it um yeah. There's also a part where he, like, so he's, you know, very manly and, like, has a lot of err feelings. Um, and you, the <laughs> it is made very clear. We are told repeatedly how manly and strong he is. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a part where, like, I don't know, he's lusting after her. And it says something about, like, something, like, awakens the beast inside or something, like, that kind of language. Something about the beast inside. And in my head, I was, like, the beast being... A hedgehog. Like, what do you mean the beast inside? He's a hedgehog. Dead. Now we can move on to historicals, but I mm-hmm. needed you all to hear about that where hedgehog erotic And we've, we've committed ourselves to doing a full hedgehog episode once Caroline makes her way have, through her list. I have some and more that I need to read. Yes. And then I'll read some of the good. ones that naturally have hedgehogs in them. I don't it's know if I, if I need to go um, full hedgehog. Um, but maybe I will because it sounds like a good time. Uh, for historical it was a time, <laughs> truly a bonkers time, and I can't wait to like change the little hearts in our logo to hedgehogs. Like that's so my main motivator. That's fair. Um, I reread two um Harper Collins titles that I don't think I'd really talked about um a lot because they were Harper Collins titles. Uh, in Her Highlander's Bed by Lindsay Sands, and then Her Lessons in Persuasion by M- Megan Frampton. Pronounced it right this time. Um, that one is basically the start of a series. Um, he is a barrister. He is a virgin. <laughs> she is a lady, and she is also a virgin. 
Um, oh, God. I love him. Um, basically, he sees her at night. Um, she's on this bridge, and he thinks she's going to jump. So he's like, not on my watch. I'm a good Samaritan. And he, like, tackles her to the ground. And she's like, bro, I was trying to look at the stars. Um, <laughs> she loves the stars. And he's like, well, that's my bad. Honestly, me. <laughs> <laughs> he's like i just was trying to save you um she's like no i'm i'm okay but thank you and they were kind of like hot for each other um the best part about this book is the uh male friend group obviously they're all um hot attractive bachelors um some of them i think are of the nobility um like i said he's a barrister um one's like a math guy um mm, yes and that noble professional math guy. <laughs> the math guy. Um, they were just the backbone of this book. They all had distinct personalities. They all just like ribbed on this guy um, when he lost his virginity. Um, they all went to his apartment um, because she had like had to leave in the middle of the night and he like took her home and then he like passed out naked in his bed. And then his friends in the morning like knock on his door. They're like, hey. And then he's like, oh shit, I'm like naked. So he gets dressed hastily opens the door and one of them was like hey towns got his towns ended <laughs> it was the funniest thing and then um the third act is my favorite thing ever um i won't spoil it but they are all involved and um you love a like well-written group of men bruh, especially in historicals like they, they're so funny every time they they love each other so much um they are so supportive they are hilarious, and like you I said, the third act with healthy relationships. It it took me out when I read it the first time, and then I listened to the audiobook, and it took me out again. And I have the arc for the next one, and I'm so excited. Um, I don't know which one of them. They're all hot, so I'm down for any of them. <laughs> um, but I like it was very low angst. Um, you know, she had her father had uh, gotten married to a a woman younger than her. So then they were, like, trying to push her out of the house and get her married. So technically, it's a thing I'm not a huge fan of What when she's, like, trying – like, someone's pressuring her to get married um, to someone of a higher class and the hero is not of that class. But he he doesn't really ever think he's, like, unworthy and she's not into it at all to, like, get someone else. Um, she wants to remain unmarried. Um, so it was really well written and it did not annoy me, which, again, good for that. Um but it it was so fucking fun. Her last her last few books have just all been like really low angst and really funny. And this one only had like one or like one and a half sex scenes um cuz they did l- lose it <laughs> late in the book. Um but again, I had a great time. And then Inner Highlander's Bed, I gave it 4 stars on the ebook arc that I read and then 5 stars for the audiobook because that man sounded hot. Um it was a male narrator and I had a great time. And he was just a very soft Highlander. Um, basically, she um, ran, she like got kidnapped by a rival clan. Um, he was trying to marry her so that he could like then kill her family and he would like have access to her land. Uh, she got away by jumping out of a window into the water. Um, and she was like all beat, <laughs> she was all beaten up. Um, Highlander books, there's a lot of violence towards women. I've noticed that. Um, and it's all pretty in depth. Um, so if that's triggering, just know that, um, she was not sexually assaulted, although they thought she was, but 
she got away from it um because she like kicked the guy in the balls um so she's technically married to this guy but it's not official because she was there without her consent um and he noticed it so our hero is out in the woods um taking a swim um because he's scottish so apparently he can just handle the cold and um he notices this naked boy stealing his uh like plaid um and he's like hey so he chases him down tackles him gets another head injury flips him over he's like this is not a boy this is a small woman and she is very beaten up and i have just concussed her even further and knocked her out um so he takes her back to his home they have to hide in his room because uh clearly she's like someone important who has been like something happened so he doesn't know who she is um she pretends to have amnesia she knows who she is um because she doesn't know if she can trust them because she's like they may be friends of this guy who kidnapped me um it was just after all of that it was very soft and very sweet um he like they both disliked pears i believe it's pears and he loves that he was like whoa (laughs) that's so hot that you we both hate pears and so then he always like got her like two of like he was like if you like this fruit or this fruit this meat or this meat and then like they always had the same opinions and then he like remembered what he she liked i don't know it was a time it was great that's also number like 11 in a series um i haven't read any of the other ones you know i don't there's not like much connection i don't think like through them people say that the entire series is great um and i do like Lindsay sands's writing so um that was a lot of talking, but honestly, that yeah. was a really good book. And that doesn't even make a dent. <laughs> what else do we have to talk about? I don't have that many. Um, <sighs> I listened to Never Ask You a Rogue by Virginia yes, Heath. Which I I'm feel currently... like we've probably, I think we've talked about it before. I feel like you have. Maybe? I read it before I think we started the podcast, and I'm uh, currently reading not. it. But the point is, um, this one's, I mean, I really like Virginia Heath. Me too. Um, I think humor. this is a good if you like like kind of lighter steam but like rom commy historicals. Mm-hmm. Um, this one and Never Fall for Your Fiance are both good for that. Um, this one like it is pretty slow burn. It is pretty like oh hello, uh, pretty external plot heavy, but mm-hmm. the external plot is good. It's like a mystery that they're mm-hmm. yes. she's a like a journalist, so she's helping him unravel this mystery, and they're not enemies to lovers, but like they. They, they like to rib their each families other. are connected so yeah like, they're like bantering and ribbing yeah. each other and insisting that they don't like each other and their whole family is like oh they're in love <laughs> um he is one of my favorite hero archetypes which is the uh he's actually just a wonderful person but he yes projects that like he makes everyone believe that he's a rake in order to like make his dad mad but his dad mm-hmm. is really awful and so he's secretly like he's making his dad think that he's has this terrible reputation and ruining the family name um and like wasting all of the money but in reality he's using his inheritance to like help the people who his father has not Mm -hmm. been helping like the tenants and everything and he's only using his own money to like throw debauched balls and things so he's like actually just a wonderful lovely human being um but like he's in theory a rake and he's very flirtatious it's just a funny good time, you know? It was. Um, book one is just such a screwball comedy. Yeah, this um, one's less screwball comedy, but it yeah, is this it still has like the humor. Yeah. This one um was a little bit quicker of a burn. It's still slow burn, but like they there's like a voyeurism scene, um, if I'm remembering correctly. 
like they're like in the garden and they like oh see. yeah yeah it's not like a hot good. i mean it's like no. kind of hot but it's funny because it, they're it having gets a hide her in the going. middle of like a tryst and she's trying to figure yeah. out what's going on because she's a virgin yeah. so she's like what what is yeah. right there what, is, what does that mean and he is cracking up he thinks this is the funniest thing that's ever happened yeah. And the narrator is really good. Um, she does a great guy yeah. voice. This guy, he sounds real hot. Um, yeah. and he's he's doing it for me. So, I'm having a good time. I threw that one on. Um, just because I needed like a light background situation. Because I've already read it, but again, it'll be a new plot to me because I've basically never read it. Um, but the next one is so exciting because I read The Secret Service of Tea and Treason. <gasps> That book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't even know what – I mean, I wrote a lot of fucking words, but I don't – Yeah. Like, it was so good. Yeah. The thing I uh, find so interesting uh, about that series is that, like, the the narrative style of India Holton is very, very strong and yes. very present. But each of them feel very so different from different. the other. And this one has its own very distinct feel, and it's it's excellent. Well, because she does such a good job distinguishing between the pirate mentality, the witch mm-hmm. mentality, and then the spy mentality, which is also just so clever. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got, like, the pirates, you've got the witches, and then you've got, like, this underground network of, um, you know, footmen and uh, maids and cooks and stuff who they all have, like, their secret, like, code words, so they parts each other out um and they're all like a network of spies because obviously servants know a lot of secrets right the downstairs um, help know everything mm-hmm. so of and course again, it would be an underground network <laughs> and the title is so clever the secret mm-hmm. service of tea and treason really and then they have to fake date intercepting no no no, no. fake married. married oh that's even better oh my fucking god they have to get fake married and then they have to go and infiltrate this pirate is it they're pirates right this pirate um house party when i tell you i screamed it's like so so good the plot is so good but also the relationship is so soft also both of the leads are autistic india is autistic so she's writing from her own experience and it is so lovely and like oh my god emotional it I mm-hmm. laughed so much. Mm-hmm. I cried mm-hmm. so much because, like, they're just – they're so cute. They're very like soft. Daniel, they're but just they, so soft. But they're not soft, but they are. Oh, they're little hedgehogs. They're both prickly. True. That's so true. <laughs> I mean, truly, not nothing else to say. No notes. We'll be rereading. Yes. Yeah. I mean, if I loved it less – I might be able to talk about it more. Mm. It also, it does the same thing that, well, really the same thing that both of the other two mm-hmm. do, but particularly um, witches, which is that it's like very light and funny and romantic, but also mm-hmm. both of these two, particularly Cuts Alice, your heart out. Yeah, have experienced like really deep trauma. Mm-hmm. And I think the way that she handles it is so fascinating. Death. With like it's very so... light. Yeah, like it's very light and wry and witty, but <sighs> because of that, you're like, Oh, that's devastating. I no, these books are so good. And then they like, f- like they took turns like folding, sh- like fitted sheets. They're so funny. 
I just it's been a long time um, since I've read it so I don't remember a lot yeah because I was edging it I you could were. not I was like so scared um but I it made me question um which one's my favorite because before mm. that I knew book two was my favorite I don't know anymore mm. like they're I'm all so different read. yeah I love the cameos of them throughout the series. Um, well, the cameos in Teen oh. Treason are so funny. Oh. <laughs> and, like, they're all so – they all do different things, but they all, like, oh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, also, this is the final book in the series, and, like, obviously yeah. no spoilers, but the epilogue in this, I was dead on the ground. I am still – she said, Letting. what if I actually wrote, like, the softest epilogue in the whole world that just, like, ripped your heart out of your chest and stomped it on the ground? In a good way, to be clear. In, in it's the, not, like, in, in a sad way. In, like, a No, it's, like, gorgeous, the most wholesome. So sweet. Yeah. Like, I, they're all just friends. And they're all just living, Emily. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that one knocked me on my ass. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. What else do you got for me? Uh, so speaking of this one, I really won't say much. Um, mm-hmm. "Marry Me by Midnight" by Felicia Grossman, and I won't say much specifically because it's not out until August, and it's not like up on NetGalley or anything yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, once again, standard forever disclaimer. Um, but I will just say the the premise of this one is that it is it's a Jewish historical romance, mm-hmm. which it's not like the first one or anything like yeah. that. Um, I think Felicia Grossman has even I know she's written other books. I don't know um, if they're like explicitly Jewish historical yeah. romances or not. Um, but I know she's written other books, and there are obviously other Jewish historical romances, but there aren't like a ton of big traditionally published ones that you like see. Mm-hmm. I can't think of any. No. Um, so this one, the thing that's so fascinating is that if you read, even if you don't read a ton of historical romance, if you're living in, like, America or, you know, the, the Western Hemisphere, you probably are familiar with, like, Regency or Victorian England, like, on mm-hmm. some level. Like, historicals don't have to do a ton of world building because you're already, like, at least a little bit familiar with yeah. the world. So if you read a ton of historical romance, there's not a lot that you don't already know about the world. Um. Mm-hmm. Because most writers are working within, like, the Regency or Victorian period, sometimes Georgian. Like, you you know most of the social customs and things. Um, so unless you're going into, like, Sarah McLean's, like, underworld or something. Yeah. There's not a ton of, like, new settings. This is fascinating because uh, I don't think most people know anything about Jewish history, specifically in England. No. They had, like, their own very insular little community with, like, two different sides to it, depending on, like, when they had come. Mm-hmm. Um, they have, like, their own kind of political social hierarchy and systems. So the main characters in this are balancing, like, that divide within their community and also trying to behave with, like, Gentile, um, what's the word, like, manners to mm-hmm. try to, you know, prove that they're worthy of rights. Yeah. <laughs> because that's like on the board right now um (laughs) that's on the board that's like a bill that might not pass and actually in history it doesn't pass um but like fast because it's this entirely different like insular community with their Mm -hmm. own customs and language and history that like i know nothing about so it is a historical like there's some that you already know but a lot of Mm -hmm. it is like oh that's gentile culture so she'll do it because she's having these festivals it's a cinderella retelling 
but uh, gender swapped. Mm. So the hero is the Cinderella character. Mm. And she's uh, being pressured by her business partners to marry within a certain mm-hmm. amount of time for, you know, various reasons, yeah. backstory, etc. So she's throwing three festivals uh, to choose a husband. And she's also invited, like, the aristocracy and yeah. other political, like, powerful people, but also people within their own community. And she hires the the hero as, like, a synagogue custodian. He's an orphan who has been told his whole life, essentially, that he's worth nothing. Yeah. Um, and she hires him as a spy to try to find oh, that's gonna be so good. blackmail on the suitors so that she can blackmail her husband <laughs> to make sure that he never betrays her. <laughs> She's so manipulative. Napier. (laughs) No, she's but like in a you're rooting for her the whole time, but she's like incredibly like manipulative and brilliant. And he, the Cinderella character, he is so kind. He talks to like there's a little family of mice and birds and things that he takes care of. Uh, But he's also like, you know, he like he's like a sex. He spent some time on this. No, no, no. Well, a little bit. Um, he spent some time on the streets, so he's a little rough and tumble. But he's also so kind. Listen. <sighs> this book is so good. I'm very excited about it. And I'm excited for when it's like up for review and everything. Me so too. I will it. read that right away. I am very excited. Mm. <sighs> Two novellas. Um, I think you've read them both. Uh, Thief in the Night by Kaja Charles. Yep. You read that? Yep. Um, read that one. Very good. Um, I loved the initial scene where he's like, I'm going to suck your dick and steal <laughs> your wallet. It's so funny. So, yeah. You're that's really all I need in to there. know. That's, that's what I need to know. And then they get stuck together cleaning out uh, the the one who was stolen from his like father's estate. Um, he hires him. <laughs> and I had a great time. Yeah. <laughs> It's I just liked a good it. time. Yeah, again, it's like an audible original. I went through a phase where I just straight read like five in a day. Yeah. Um, and God, that initial scene. I was just yeah. not prepared and I was like, oh. No. Um and then the other one uh was When Good Earls Go Bad by Megan Frampton. It was the um he was the virgin hero and it was the Valentine's Day one. Um I think you read that? No, right? but we talked no. about it on that the Valentine's Day did. episode. Oh, well, you should read that. It's one that I, you'll probably give it four stars. It's like one of those, <laughs> um, like that, like I imprint on, sure. and you will enjoy. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's the case that. for most, like, kind of light angst ones. Yes, are the ones exactly. that you adore, and I'm like, it was good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We can get into that in our next episode. Um, but yes, that's exactly what it is. Um, and then you have anything? Um. So I have three other historicals, two of which, One Duke Down and um, A Rogue's Rules for Seduction. We're doing episodes on both of those. <laughs> and um, I have also read those. Eva Lay's A Rogue's Rules for Seduction, Jesus y'all, we Christ. won't talk about because, uh, <laughs> we're well, again, we're doing the full episode um, and also we won't release it until after the book is out yeah. because spoilers. It'll um, be released that Friday. So it'll but, come out uh, on a Tuesday. Uh, it's really like, I think, one of the best historicals. It's one of the best second chances I've ever read, let alone oh, the, yeah. one of the best historicals. Um, that book was so good, and that is all I will say. Um, I simply was not prepared. I thought I was prepared. I did and too. And then you, it was you'll like think not, you're prepared, and then you won't be. It's not what I expected, you, but at the did, same time, it's more. Did you know that Mary Jane Wells is going to narrate the audio book? I did see that, yeah. I did not know that. 
I'm so... gonna my ears are not they're not also if I you haven't to... already Ugh. like now is the perfect time to read the first two books in that series I love the first one the second one I enjoyed up until the third act and then the third mm. act made me mad but like overall I would still say like read the book if for mm. no other reason than because you will appreciate this one so much more, more if yeah. you read the first two I agree um so I... those are my two that we're yeah gonna talk about later the yeah. only other one that I read was a reckless match by Kate Bateman um, which actually one. probably will end up doing an episode on this series anyway so I won't yes say that we are because you're because you're um, reading a wicked game right yes now. this one I don't have a ton to say about it anyway um I thought it was like okay. a good first book it's my it's my least favorite in the series. There's just something about it that was forgettable to me, but I still liked it. I liked it more once I read book two and book three. I could come back around and was more connected to the characters. Okay. Um, but I like. I thought it was a good, in, like, they were in like a cave. Yeah, they like there had were, sex there was in a cave. Lots of there were like <laughs> smugglers and intrigue yeah. and and like, it was like. The, the family whole premise of this book is that like the families are feuding, but they're not really enemies. So it's like they enemies just, to lovers, but they're not really. They enemies. love to heckle each other. Like, that's what it yeah. is. Yeah, like, it's all the good parts of enemies to lovers. Yeah, it's just like, like a, banter and each other. each other, but they want to make out. <laughs> yeah. So that's that was why I read it in like a night because I could speed yes. the audiobook up, and it was just like mm-hmm. it was a good time. Yes, it's that a very it. like that entire series is pretty low angst it's yep. happy um yeah not much to say on that one obviously we've got words to say about book two and then i think um i'm interested to see how you'll feel about book three because mm-hmm. um, that's one that i think you could go five or four on so yeah we'll see I'll i really like the, the premise of it so far yes and it was set up in a way that i thought it was going to do one thing and i did another thing and i really appreciated it so interesting um those were all of mine (laughs) nice a million years later um for me i reread the fifth avenue rebels series by joanna shoop i skipped book one because collectively we forget that one exists um you don't need to really know it uh lady gets lucky is a great book one (laughs) just pretend uh i get caught up because i will call that one book one and i'll call like the other ones like those subsequent numbers and that's not correct um, but I basically reread them because I got the Duke Gets Even audiobook and uh, Tim Campbell narrates. Um, oh, my God. He has a very hot voice. He narrates uh, Christy Caldwell's. Um, what is it? Along Came a Lady, which is one I reread recently. Um, so hot. Um, but he also so it's dual narration um, with the narrator of the series prior and then um, with him. And. Oh, He's hot. Um, not my favorite book in the series. I think The Bride Goes Rogue is my favorite book in that series. Um, but still a very a good conclusion. Um, and Nellie and Andrew. Hot, hot, hot. Um, so that's why I read that series. And then I reread um, the Duke Hunt series by Sophie Jordan. So that's The Duke Goes Down, The Rake Gets Ravished, and The Scoundrel Falls Hard um, for no real reason. Um, the Duke Goes Down is like a comfort read for me. Um, that's, I think, the lowest rated of the three. Um, but I read it and I've read it like three times now. And it's just a very simple, not much happens. Again, like, I understand why people aren't like really into it, but I enjoyed it a lot. Um, the Right Gets Ravished um, 
it has an ending that I wasn't a fan of. The villain gets to just go villain, and I wasn't happy with that. But the beginning is like a 60-page long sex scene. Um, she has to um, – her, her brother uh, gambles away the deed for their house. So, again, a wasteful brother, not a fan. Um, but she has to go to the man who got the deed, and then um, things happen, and she ends up having to seduce him sure. um, and basically sex him out. So he passes out and she can steal the deed. Um, she's a virgin and she's never had sex before, but so she sure Judith reads erotic. Hall of Fernies, <laughs> is what I'm hearing. But she actually has sex with him oh. instead of just getting Oh, him. she does. Um, so it, it it annoyed people because she has all of her education from books. And I truly did not care because I'm like, this was hot as shit. Um, but I see where people were like, let's just move on from the get to all of her sex education from. I think that's like, she's, dumb. Let us yeah. have a good time. I, I know because I don't care if she's sexually skilled because of books or not. Like it was hot because um, he was so like, what the hell is happening? Because um, he straight up said to her, yeah, you're not my type. And then she was like, but like maybe. And he's like, honestly, sure. Um, <laughs> and, then, and then she just goes to pound town on him and he's like begging her. And then uh, he realizes that she stole it from him because she left him a note because she felt too bad about it. Iconic. She was like, she was like, I'm so sorry. Um, I had to. And then she Honestly, didn't really sign me. it. Because <laughs> yeah. she like, she didn't expect to have such a good time. Um, and then he, so he's like leafing through his things. He finds the when note. When you're he's like, and forget that you're not <laughs> supposed to leave evidence of your crime. <laughs> she really was in a haze. Um. And so then he, like, leaves through and he realizes what's missing. He's like, oh. Um, but that's after his maid comes in and she's like, ah! And he's like, what? And she's like, you injured yourself. And he's like, what? And then she's like, there is blood on the sheets. And he's like, what? And he's like, wait, I know what that means. And so then he tracks her down um, and he's like, so you could be pregnant because I sure didn't pull out. So I'm going to stay here on your cottage, uh, your farmland. She's like – she owns like an orangery and she's on like some land. Um, so it's kind of like him like working the land. So he's like um, from London goes – so it's like a nice small town energy when he goes there. Um, pretty slow middle, um, but I enjoyed it. And then like I said, the the ending kind of made me mad. Um, but on the re-listen, I was less mad because I knew it was coming. I could just skip what I didn't want to hear. Um, same thing with The Scoundrel Falls Hard. Um, I won't give too much away about that one because it would like spoil what happens in the other ones. But um, it was just really funny, and I again had issues with it the first time I read it. Um, but the second time they were all ironed out because I knew it was coming, and I just had a good time. Um, and then there's a fourth book coming out in that series later this year, so super excited. Um, I guess the only other one that I really need to talk about. Is the Wolf and the Wallflower, the Wolf and the Wildflower mm. by Stacy Reed? This is my a note on arousal. Um, yeah. So, this man, okay, <laughs> he went to the Yukon, so like the wilds of Alaska, with his friend like ten years ago, and he fell off of an ice cap, classic, and down a mountain, oh, and his friend. <laughs> happens to me like all the time i don't know um so he has been presumed dead and or missing for 10 years um he has been living in a dark cave with wolves he runs with the wolves 
He hunts with the wolves. He kills bears with the wolves. He eats with the wolves. <laughs> He's a wolf. Um, this to me, I think Stacy Reed really just wanted to write a shifter romance. Um, and she wanted to work it into where it wasn't paranormal. I don't quite, I don't know where it came from, but I'm glad it exists. Um, so the premise is that the heroine, <laughs> fuck. So the heroine has been living as a, as a man for 23 years because her father, um, was so hell bent on getting an heir. He was a second son. So like his wife was like, I don't know why you're so attached to this besides like your legacy. Cause he's a psychologist or like proto psychologist. Um, and so the mother, uh, 23 years prior, um, pretends that the baby she gave birth to is a boy, not a girl, because, um, she will die if she gets pregnant again. Um, and the father is like not listening to her. Um, and so you understand why she does this, but in the past they're like, it'll only be for a few years until you're like out of like your so she could maybe get pregnant again after like six or so years, or she's just out of childbearing years. Um, but she just gets comfortable uh, living like the the mother gets comfortable with the daughter still pretending because then it's just kind of like it's easy. They've got an heir. The father's happy. Um, but the heroine is uh, she didn't know she was living as a boy until she got her period. And then her mother was, like, real stressed out about it. And she's like, what? Um, and then she, like, found everything out. She didn't she didn't really realize what was different before that. Um, so you find her as her, like, father's apprentice in the psychology. So he's, like, a doctor. Like, a head doctor is what they call him. Um, and she is, like, his apprentice. And they get called by the uh, Dowager Duchess to come help this duke who has been living with wolves for 10 years and hasn't spoken a word. Um, and they're both like, what are we going to find? Um, how is he going to be? Well, they show up. He's just very cold, emotionless, unreserved or no reserved. That's the word. And then he meets the heroine. They're in the same room. He like passes over her initially. He's like, Oh, there's just another psychologist. And then he smells her. And in front of his mother, uh, the heroine's father, he, like, gets her in a clinch, sniffs her neck, and is, like, sniffing her all around. And he's, like, interesting. Because he doesn't quite know what's going on. Because to him, that's signaling that she's smelling like a woman. But she is looking. She's got, like, a fake mustache, and she's looking like a man. And he's, like, I don't know but I'm intrigued. And so then he's like, I will only talk to this person and I will only um, deal with them. And then wow. he finds out that she's a, <laughs> finds out that she's a woman um, and they just become really good friends. But the main thing is that he like just scented her arousal through doors. <laughs> like he, they like, he like has her move down into his wing and like, she likes she knows he has a very strong nose because he was living in the dark and so she's like sends up like oils and like candles and stuff like in her room to like mask her scent um so that he because he's like turned on all the time because they're living next to each other and he can just like smell her and then like one time he like dropped to her crotch and was just like i smell you it was a wild book wow it was 
Not my favorite Stacey read, but it sure left the biggest mark on me. There is so much <laughs> weird gender yes. stuff wrapped yes. up in there. Yeah. I don't know if it was bold or, like, stupid of her to write that. That. But I know. I know. Because on uh, one hand, um, it evaded some of the woman in Pan's pitfalls, but it created new ones. <laughs> like, What's well, not even... I don't know how to feel about the mom raising her daughter as well, a that too. boy and then her not even knowing, but then... Like, I don't know what that would do to somebody to be raised. Oh, she, she also needed like, uh, a therapist. Yeah, it's like, there's just a lot. There's a yeah. lot happening here. Yeah, um, there was. You know, I will say this. I respect romance writers that go balls to the wall. And Stacey Reed said, I'm going to write a hero who <sighs> spent 10 years living with wolves. And, she did. And I, you know... You gotta respect the commitment. I I do because again, it's not my favorite book by her. Um, she's writing an overboard um, <laughs> romance so that's amnesia. It's coming out at, later in this year, and I am so excited for that. She's like an auto request author, so like I will read her book like if she comes out with a book. Um, and so I had no clue what this book was about, and imagine my surprise when I started it. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, what? Um, so if that tickled your taste buds. Have at it. And if you want to stay away, stay away. I will not blame you. That um, feels like the perfect note to end on. It is, because that's that's all I have. <laughs> that, yeah. Well, I'm so sorry for talking for a million years. Mm-hmm. Immediately after we made all those promises at the beginning where we were like, yeah, we won't talk that much about the books. Yeah, we lied. Um, we lied to you. We are To be fair, we also lied liars. to ourselves. Yes. Yes. Denial. Um, denial is a river in Egypt. Your husband is gay. Anyway, I spend a lot of time on the internet, guys. <laughs> spend a lot of time on the internet. Um, yeah. I, I think we're just gonna. I think we should just leave them with the wolf book. I hope hedgehog so. shifters and wolf men. There are things in that book that will stay with me. For as long as I live. Well, to be fair, there's things in uh, hedging his back to the walls with me. Thermometer. That's not the worst part. Okay. That was actually just a funny part. (laughs) That's mildly horrifying. Because the fact that that's not the worst part. I mean, it was just a funny... He's like, oh no. I'm going to bloody my little wear hedgehog It's from self. her POV oh. in that scene, too. So she just oh, thinks good. it's a little hedgehog and they have to take his temperature and it's rectal. And she's like, wow, he really does not like that. But you, the reader, know why. I sure love dramatic irony. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, this was so long because we had to cover all the good books we read in February and y'all know if yeah. there's one thing Hannah and I can do, it's read books and talk about them. So, yeah, we do that well. Yeah, and I can't promise that much will be edited. Um, God. So just use those time notes accordingly. And yeah. um, timestamps and show notes. There we are. And go forth and prosper until Friday when you listen to our one duke down episode 
which in theory it'll be short, but who knows? <laughs> ah. We make no promises. Never. <laughs>